What's going on here? Why, Michael? I thought you'd never ask. You see, these aliens come from outer space and they want to make us slaves in their theme park. Eh, what do we care? They're little. So we challenge them to a basketball game. But then they show up and they ain't so little. They're huge! We need to beat these guys, because they're talking about slavery. They're going to make us do stand-up comedy. The same jokes every night for all eternity. We're going to be locked up like wild animals and then trotted out to perform for a bunch of lowbrow, bug-eyed, fat-headed, humor-challenged aliens. Eh, uh, what I'm trying to say is... We need your help! Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. It's May Madness, baby. Madness. <laughs> Final week of May Madness. Final week. Of, it comes and goes, May Madness. Yeah, man. Madness. It really does. Every 12 months or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just like that. What a journey it's been. Uh-huh. Highs and lows. Mostly highs. All highs. All highs. Yeah. All highs. Such was the... Intent. <laughs> That's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah, fit to be madness. When do we do the opposite? Just five weeks of shit movies. What month? What do you reckon is the worst month of the year? I kind of think like February or something. What about like March? February, March. <laughs> well, see, the silver lining is my birthday. <laughs> yeah, 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 which exactly. is a great time to have a birthday because everything else is looking glim. Yeah. Summer in Australia, Christmas and summer, it's over. Yeah. Back in the thick of it at work. You're failing on your New Year's resolutions. Yeah. It is the biggest drop-off in, yeah. in training. Yeah, it is. At the at the gym. Yeah. The trainers always say March is the month where attendance plummets. Yeah. Plummets. Yeah. Got a gold there, slap on some deltoid. Yeah, they're like, it's, co- it's cold now. I'm going to put on some extra layers. And you know what? I don't like exercise. And I like pizza. Oh, yeah. I ate a, a one and a half pizzas last night. Did you? Yeah. How are you today? So this is the thing. Yesterday I went to the gym. Good, well, all good intention. It's yeah. Friday is my uh-huh. is my second leg day of the week. Oh yeah, with the deadlifts and such. Oh, important and I was, day. I had my pre workout. I put my my playlist on. Mm-hmm. I've got a very good leg day playlist uh-huh. for any Apple Music people out there. It's called Leg Day. I like it. I, I walked down the the gauntlet of the leg section. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all hanging all these signs and shit around what all the stuff I needed to use, so I couldn't use it. Oh, and so I just like well, what kind of signage? Like, like do know, not they're use like redecorating. Oh, they're right, like right. doing something. Oh, well, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, and so I did like <laughs> some bullshit workout. Yeah, yeah, I was do. like, it's not really the same, is it? And yeah. then I went and bought some donuts. <laughs> oh yeah, good. For the good people at Grumpy's Donuts, which is conveniently across the road from the gym. And then I ate three of those donuts and gave one to Ara. <laughs> <laughs> when you were full? <laughs> and at that point I was like, fuck it, we're having pizza tonight. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope, but I'm very conscious of the slope that I'm on, so I'm going to go to the gym after this. Yeah. A faster well, workout? at some point. Uh, I had some cereal. I had cereal. I'm yeah. going through a wheat bix phase. Wheat bix is the shit, man. Oh, it's the best. I have honey it as a and dessert. banana. Yeah, that's. Um, I can't get my head around wheat bix for dessert. It's so here. satisfying. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you put some like ice cream on that? What? <laughs> I don't get it. Soy milk is pretty sweet. So I'll put some honey on there. It's great. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes a little bit of all bran. Oh, for a treat. You combine your cereals for an evening treat. Yeah, it's good. And it gets all the fibre in there to push out some nice firm stools in the morning. Oh. 
I'm going to move us on. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Well, speaking of log jams, <laughs> Space Jam yeah. is not a breakfast treat. You don't put Space Jam on your toast. But you could put jam on there. Yeah. Leave some space for some peanut butter. Oh, wow. Where do we go from there? That was so tight. Let's go to 1996. 1996, the year of Space Jam. The year of Space it's known Jam. Now. What happened in 1996? Chris? Well, funny you should ask. Oh. 1996 saw the birth of what has gone on to become the highest grossing media franchise of all time. Oh, I feel like we should know what this is. So I, I, I probably wouldn't have guessed. Like it'll make sense obviously when I say it. Yeah, okay. Pocket Monsters. <laughs> Oh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Never got into those games, though. No, neither. I was going to ask if you did. Um, it was originally Game Boy game. Yeah. Two games, actually. Pocket Monsters Red or Green. Mm. Um, came out in Feb 96 on the Nintendo. Right. That original game is the highest, sorry, the second highest ever grossing game as well. Fuck. Behind Mario. I thought Zelda was in the mix there, but anyway, yeah, could be wrong. Yeah, right. So it's gone on to become the most successful video game adaptation for a TV show. Was the game before the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, wow. So it started as a game and then really quickly went into multimedia. Fucking smart. Juggernautism. So smart. Isn't it? It's interesting when we look at the context of what our subject is today. Mm. Um, so a little bit more on Pokemon. Yeah, 20 seasons, 1,000 episodes in 169 countries. Uh, top selling trading card game. Uh, with over 30.4 billion cards sold. They're having a moment now too. There's some shit going on that I don't totally understand. Again? That they're being traded like, like stock almost. EFTs or something. NFT, what are those new? The uh, Non-fungible? Yeah, the non-fungibles. Oh, the old no, well, these are... These are fungible? These are fungible, <laughs> I guess, because they're physical. Yeah. But there's some kind of weird, I guess, people that grew up with it are now... They're worth heaps. Is it, is it like... Old basketball cards, or it's same principle, but there's some specific thing happening right now where you people. There's apparently like rare cases where you can buy a box of unopened Pokemon cards, and they're going for like tens of thousands of dollars because there could be anything in there, it could be something. But I don't really understand it. I guess it's just yeah, same as basketball cards, rare and shit. It. I missed it. Yeah, I missed it all. The whole thing. You're, you're two years older, so you, and I was already feeling too old for it. Yeah, okay. And some people, I remember playing it on Game Boy, and I was like, that just looks dumb. I don't Pikachu! get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Who could forget Pokemon Go? Now, that was something. I did get into that. That was 2006. You did, did you? Were yeah. you running around Sydney? No, Sydney? I was in New York then. in New York, yeah. I remember. It was more just because, A, because we work in media and advertising, which is an interesting mm. use of mm. augmented reality and such. Yep. But then, um, and then you know, inevitably you get a little bit just hooked on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was walking through like Tompkins Square Park or something, and and I, I stop because I found a something, and it must have been a spot where a lot of people were stopping because someone across the street yelled out, 
Gotta catch them all. Um, and then I tried to act like, oh, yeah, no, I was just on the phone. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just texting some cool people. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Hey, so I mentioned it was the biggest media franchise ever. Let's just quickly soak that in. Yeah, it's huge. That's bigger than any single superhero franchise, yeah. including the Marvel Connected Universe as an entity. Yeah, wow. Not all of, not all of their individual contributions combined. But, yeah. Yep. Barbie, Mario. Mickey Mouse, Harry Potter, you name it, it's bigger. Wow. So, Triple Impact? Uh, parody. Parody. Yeah. Parody. <laughs> um, can you guess what's number two? Michael Jordan? <laughs> that would have been too That would have been so. Yeah, it is not. It's obviously George Foreman. <laughs> uh, he's no, in a different two, category. Number it's two. Something unexpected as well, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably more so. Yeah. Think same origin country. Ooh. Stationary. Oh. Female skewed? Fuck, I have no idea. Hello Kitty. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Wow. Wow. Yeah, forget about that. <laughs> so I'm just re-familiarizing <laughs> myself here with the new what does this one do? Toffee. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all those were there. Same. What else have we got? It's very stupid. <laughs> in time, Tristan. In time. <laughs> I just needed to hear it. You will oh you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Um, that blows my mind. Doesn't it? Like the Hello Kitty thing, I get that it's big in Japan. But here, I don't really see it. It feels like Betty Boop or something, just some random thing that exists, but it's mm. not like, I don't know. But obviously I'm not the audience. But to be the second biggest, it'd have to be some spillover. There'd have to be. I've Yeah, look, I think um, why don't I keep an eye on it and find a tenuous link one, one year and we'll have a bit more detail on the old Hello Kitty phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. In the meantime. In the meantime, I oh, guess we've got to talk about um, Space Yam. Space Yam. I accidentally wrote Space Ham earlier and I thought this is a Wayne's Brother parody waiting to happen. Yeah. Or a delicious lunch. Yeah, Space Ham. If you had a themed restaurant. That spam is probably, oh no, would the can explode? It probably would, wouldn't it? You couldn't take a can to outer space, I assume. Yeah, it would have to be like. You could vacuum pack it perhaps. Yeah, vacuum pack That's Space more, Ham. Yeah, vacuum pack Space Ham. Space Spam. Space Bam. Not bad. Anyway, think about it. Big year for uh, uh, the launch of an empire with the pocket monsters and the Pokemons and the Pikachus and the, the Pocky uh, and the Man. <laughs> and the Pudding. Um, <laughs> big year for movies too. Oh, really? Was it? Yeah, man. Big ones. Yeah, it was. Huge ones. We're in the thick of fucking the Will Smith July, mm-hmm. Will Smith Day era. Independence Day, the biggest movie in the world. Number two was Twister. Keep going. Number three, Mission Impossible. Mm. Number four, The Rock. Number five, Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Number six, Ransom. Number seven, 101 Dalmatians. Number eight, Naughty Professor, which we've covered. Number nine, Jerry Maguire. Also which covered. We've covered. Number 23, Romeo and Juliet, which we've covered. Number 32, Mars Attacks, which we've covered, but I haven't said number 10. Why? Because number 10 is the film Go we're on. covering today, little film called... Space Ham. The soundtrack is good. We'll talk more about that later because I only remembered the one song, but there's many songs on there. There is. I don't play that one song anymore in silent protest. Me too. Let's not put it in this. 
episode. Yeah. He doesn't deserve the airtime. No. Bastard. Fun song to sing. Cancelled. Fun song to sing. Uh, really? I don't like it. It's easy song to sing, I suppose, is what I mean. Yeah. It's not a great song, though. It's not. No. I remember my dad hearing it come on the radio and cursing it. I always thought it was weird. I mean, I get the Believe I Can Fly thing, Jordan Fly, but for Space Jam, it's no fun. No fun. Yeah, it's stupid. I prefer Brian McKnight's version. Does he do a version? Start again. Same song. Oh, really? I don't know. It's it's similar. Yeah, right. One. Yeah. Like a dream yeah. come true. Two. Just wanna be yeah, yeah, there you go. Three. Something to bend. Four's the shit one though, isn't it? It's like four repeat steps. One, two, yeah. three. <laughs> That's not a that's not a rule. What are these rules? Principles? Strategic pillars? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> what are these things? That one's a hoax. Yeah. Come on, Brian. <laughs> Just make it four things if there's not really a fourth out of the five. I can relate to this though. You either have like three pillars or five pillars. Oh yeah, there's no four I think pillars. Four is weird. Yeah. Well, four pillars gin on the other hand. Successful. They've done quite well. Maybe Very. it's been staring us in the face this whole time. This kind of false thing of three or five when four was the answer the whole time. Well, mm-hmm. interestingly, Stu Gregor, one of the founding founders of the Pillar Gin, oh. he's an ad guy. Very all... interesting. Yeah, this is Coincidence? This full circle. Yeah, we'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. <laughs> is there any connection between some vague segues we made and you inventing the gin? Mm. No, I'll ask. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Hey, this movie uh, came out in November of 1996, budget of $80 million. Yep. With a gross return of $250 million, the highest grossing. Sorry. <laughs> $250 million, the highest wow. grossing basketball film of all time. Yeah. Up, above Air Bud. Above the air up there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Fuck, we need to do some of those weird basketball movies. Yeah, that's a weird movie, isn't it? Yeah. That's a weird movie. There's some of those ones that you forget exist until you say it and then suddenly you can see the poster and it's, I don't know, someone leaning on a wall spinning with, a basketball. With aviators on but looking above <laughs> the aviators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a cool guy. Blue Chips. I remember going to see Blue Chips. Just yeah, that was, was a serious it, one though. It was though. so serious. Like, I thought this was going to be like Space Jam. The well, only was cool part was when he was playing some street ball with a, one of those basketball rings where the net was made out of chain. chain. Oh, yeah. That was cool. For that sweet swish sound. Yeah. Chain swish. That was cool. Do you prefer the sound of a uh, like a net chain swish? <laughs> a net swish or a chain swish? I think chain, man. Yeah, it's definitely a bit more street. <sighs> I'll take either. Because I only ever played like street ball in terms of I never played like on a team. But just like mm. pick up games, just pick up games, baby. So I was very much, you know, I'm a chain, I'm a chain net guy. I'm more used to the sound of an. They didn't air have ball. nets. They barely had nets, actually. Mm. <laughs> I'm a misshapen hoop guy. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, on a falling apart backboard. <laughs> I hear you. Empty, uh, milk Those backboards are really loud. Oh. Oh. <laughs> they are when you shoot. Oh, burn! <laughs> I felt that one. Yeah. You know who didn't feel this movie? The critics. <laughs> Actually, it's a mixed bag. It's 43% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 63%. Um, Siskel gave it a thumbs up or whatever mm-hmm. his metric is. Oh, yeah. I don't know what Ebert did. But Ebert, Siskel, gave it, Ebert gave it a thumbs up. Did he? 
three and a half stars. Yeah, not bad. I think they can appreciate it for what it is. I'm look. I'm not saying it's perfect. Maybe we'll get into it. But our critical consensus of the time was, while it's no slam dunk. Oh, good. Space Jam's silly Looney Tunes laden slapstick and vivid animation will leave younger viewers very satisfied, though accompanying adults may be more annoyed than entertained. Hmm. You don't want to leave a film annoyed, do you? That's a lot of work to really annoy someone. Bored is one thing. Mm-hmm. Annoyed. Mm. Now, critics, critics aside, Greg. Yes. Is this a big one for you? I think yes. Yeah. Oh, it's vague, is it? It's not oh, like in, in, it's semi-vague. Is yeah. that a thing? I guess so. I was a massive Looney Tunes fan for yeah. one. Okay. Um, loved cartoons. Sophie on a Saturday morning. Remember her? Yeah. What's her name? Sophie. Sophie. Formica? No. There was a few of them. They used to have Saturday morning cartoons on and they had a series of really, really cute girls who would, you know, intro the cartoons. And so as a preteen, that was a good thing. Yeah. Keep going. So uh, Looney Tunes, big fan, basketball, Michael Jordan, you know, he was kind of king of the world at that point or, or well, still for me, but. Maybe not. We can get into where he was in his career a little bit later. So it was a big movie, but you know, I don't really remember where it fit into. You know, I don't have a story of going to see it for the first time. Or, yeah, right. Yeah, mine's a bit more vivid. I think I mentioned on my uh, memories of Romeo and Juliet film. Mm-hmm. I mean, covered that. Yeah, picture uh, that we saw both of these movies in the same like Christmas holidays in Coffs Harbour. That's, and a, I, and, that's a good holidays. And I can't remember if I succeeded or if I was just trying to get everyone to watch Space yeah. Jam and everyone was so against it. Interesting. And I, so I can't remember if we just went in a smaller group, i.e. like me and my mum or yeah, something. Yeah, she, she took you at the end of the holiday because you were just being yeah. such a Debbie Downer the whole holiday. It might have I been can see that. that playing out. I can see that playing out. For, like, I'd, well, yeah. I think I just remember being like just gobsmacked. Like, how the fuck are you not want to see this movie? It's got Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I was so primed for this shit because Jordan. I was Jordan obsessed. Mm. Like me and Jono used to hire out the Jordan docos. Oh, what were they called? As, oh, I made a list. <laughs> oh, the, the they ones, were huge. The big ones for me were. Michael Jordan's Playground. Playground. And there was another. About, no, Come no. Fly With Me. Yeah, they're the ones I'm thinking of. The Air Up There. No, that was one. <laughs> uh, Airtime was another one. But Come Fly With Me, I think, was the big one. Yeah, and Playground, I remember. Yeah. They're the two. Yeah. Hi, my name is Michael Jordan. I want you to take a trip with me and discover the secrets that I've known for many years. That man was truly destined to fly. <laughs> <laughs> They were in the mix just as much as any lap pack picture. Yeah, like they, they were, were obsessed. massive. I forgot I, about those. Yeah. That's such a sweet member berry. And we lived next door to our primary school, which had a basketball court, so we'd just go there every day. I still that's a, My oldest possession is my basketball from those days. Yeah, right. And it's just completely smooth. Oh, yeah. And it's now it's just rock hard with a dent in it like the Death Star almost. I want to put it in a glass box. Where the fuck is it? It's my only thing. because looking around the room. I've here. moved so much that I don't have anything from – from my childhood except for that. Except I've for got, one smooth basketball. I got that ball in Singapore. When my dad lived in Singapore and I was like six years old, uh, I think it was must have been around my sister's birthday because she got a Game Boy for a birthday, which was like a massive wow. deal. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah. my dad got me a basketball and he knew I like basketball. Yeah, which one was it? It was a Wilson uh, outdoor ball, yeah. so not like the leathery one, yeah. just like plastic with the Michael Jordan signature on it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, my dad said, you can't come inside until you've bounced it a thousand times. Oh, I like that. 
I learned later that he wasn't serious, but I was really scared of my dad in those days. <laughs> so I was like, oh, um, yes, sir. Okay, sir. And he said, every time you bounce it, you have to, you have to close your, fit, your hand and, to, and then you realise, oh, yeah, that's kind of not a bad trick. So I learned, that's when I learned how to bounce a ball properly. Got away from you there. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, I forgot about that story until we started talking about that ball. That's but I nice. had that ball forever. Yeah. And then like the, the high school kids would take my ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be the kid that they'll steal the ball from to play basketball. And I'll be like, okay. Okay. Like okay. boys in the hood? Yeah. Basically. And I'm like, can I, can I, can I play too? Oh, God, I'll just wait. I'll just wait. But I still have the ball. It's, 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 uh, it's been bounced more than a thousand times. Yeah. It's basically a fossil now. I had one of those. NBA silver ones, you know, you, there was like silver and gold. Oh, like the ball was silver. It said, was it, was it Wilson? Or Spalding? Spalding probably. And then, but it was, I remember getting it and I was like, for one Christmas and it was super exciting. And yeah. then it was smoother than the balls we used to play with, you know, the grippier ones. Yeah. I found it really hard to play with because yeah. it just slipped. Yeah, well, that's what happened with this one eventually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, good memory. Man, it was, uh, we were pretty obsessed Equally so, well, maybe not quite equally so, but Looney Tune stuff was also just really cool at that point. Well, Almost what, like ironically cool, like the boxer shorts. Was that before this movie or after? I think that was more after for sure. But I had, um, I'm pretty sure it was before, I had like a Tazzy Devil pencil case thing and yep. uh, just like lots of stuff. You know, adults would wear the Looney Tunes ties and stuff. Yeah, it would be like a staple for my dad for Christmas. Yeah. And I think at that age, maybe I wasn't doing it consciously, Mitch ironically, Dowd. but it, who's that? Mitch Dowd boxer shorts. You'd buy the satin boxer oh, shorts. Oh, I was thinking of um, Marvin the Martian and stuff. Davenport. That was the other That's name. it. No, yeah. it's Davenport. What's Davenport? Mitch Dowd? That's another one, isn't it's it? Bo- is that a person I know? <laughs> I feel like that's a person I know. It might be. And so, yeah, I mean, these two worlds colliding was like music to my ears. I think. Um, just Michael Jordan being in something, you know, there's no internet or anything. Like we would go to the library to watch that short little video clip on Encarta 95 to see a bit of Michael Jordan. Oh, so like yeah. the fact that he's making a movie with cartoons, it's fucking mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I watched it and fucking loved it and I maybe watched it once or twice since and, and yeah, not until this week now. So a, a, oh, right. yeah. a well-time-capsuled yeah, piece of media. Same. I yeah. haven't seen it for. I can't remember the last time I saw this film. Yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I feel like uh, we need to get into the origin story. We don't do. We? We've got a we've got a podcast over here. Oh yeah. Origin story. This is a pretty wild one, man. I, when when I was watching it this week, I hadn't done any research into the origin story yet, and so my my mm. mind just wondered because it's just like. <laughs> you can kind of imagine the origin story, just a mm-hmm. bunch of guys talking about money. <laughs> you know? What if? What's big at the moment? Well, yeah. And at the center of all that, obviously, is Michael Jordan. And and uh, forget, we well, don't really forget, but it's more normal now. You forget just what a fucking cultural phenomenon he was. Um, mm. It was a pretty unprecedented thing. Yeah. To, to have this guy that is, just transcends... Like I don't know, I was obsessed with basketball, but then I don't know how often I actually watched Him current play basketball. basketball games. Well, it wasn't really accessible here. Yeah, it was hard to get. So yeah, the, those docu, those doco mm. you referred to earlier were, were kind of it for me at least. Yeah, well, and then there were the commercials too. So these, mm. what I think is interesting with him is the ads he was in 
almost became, yeah, in the same way that the video, short video clip of him on Encarta 95 was so precious, all these other little bits of media you'd get mm. would be like, oh, Michael Jordan's doing something. How mm. cool. He's standing there. Yeah. and Spinning um, a ball on his finger. <laughs> yeah. Or he's doing a song with Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a little list of uh, a little timeline of some of these uh, interesting little, uh, I guess, commercial, cultural moments. But, yeah, because a lot of this shit, I mean, A, obviously – I guess these days you might have say one of the greatest basketball players of all time, but uh, probably the greatest, at least in terms of stardom in the same way that we don't have the movie stars we used to have, it, same kind of deal. But um, in terms of his endorsement deals, it just there was nothing like it before to that scale. Mm. So obviously mm. he had the Air Jordan shoe, mm-hmm. which was launched in 1984, um, which has gone on to be Jordan brand, which he's made over a billion dollars on. Him personally wow. made a billion dollars on since. Um, but he's also endorsed Coca-Cola, Chevy, McDonald's, Wheaties. Oh, yeah. Hanes. Oh, yeah. The Hanes one was always a bit weird to me as a child. I was like, wait, is that mean Hanes is cool? I'm so confused. Mm, why didn't he go with <laughs> Davenport or Mitch Dowd? Yeah. I will do whatever you tell me, Michael, but he's sure about this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I was saying, a lot of the ads for these endorsements became like big events in and of themselves. So there's like the OG Spike Lee Jordan ad. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there was a whole series of, so I'm not sure if this is the first one, but it's one of the first. Do you know who the best planet game is? Me, Mars Blackman. And I'm way above the rim, demonstrating some serious hang time. Very serious. Do you know how I get up for my game? Do you know, do you know, do you know? That's right. Air Jordan, Air Jordan, Air Jordan. Mike, what's up? Oh, m- money, money. Why you want to do that to me? Why you leave me hanging? Come on. I got it. Oh, Mike, man. That's cold. There's the whole series. It's like a lot more than I realized. Mm. He's a busy man. And then, of course, there's the Gatorade one, one which I forgot about, but I think you'll remember this tune. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes I dream. That he is me. Got to see that's how I dream to be. Andrew Gay's version. Did we? Yeah. If you start the day with a nutritious breakfast. You're giving it your best shot. Yeah. <laughs> what happens when you try and bounce a ball with no air in it? It doesn't bounce. <laughs> right. And that's how you could feel in the morning if you don't have your breakfast. You can lose your bounce and start feeling flat and droopy. Each morning, fill up on a complete breakfast of cereal, cereal milk, milk, toast, toast fruit, fruit and, and juice. juice. And now we're all intermittent fasting. Yeah. So that was a big one. And Like Mike was part of the vernacular. There was a movie called Like Mike, I think, with Lil Bow Wow. Yeah, potentially. And the kid from Jerry Maguire. Jimmy Head weighs eight pounds. Yeah. Bad then, Boys, he says it. Oh, he yeah. Like That's right. Because he's Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. <laughs> Mike Lowry. <laughs> I wanted to call my dog Mike Lowry. That's a great name. Yeah. So when you're calling him at the bar, yeah. Mike Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do you remember this one? Oh, I was getting this one. I was going to reference. The showdown over the highway. Yeah. 
What's in the bag? Lunch. Big Mac, fries. Play for it. You and me for my Big Mac? First one to miss watches the winner eat. No dunking. <laughs> Get in there. Get in. Nothing but net. I think we're going to be here a while. I suggest you go get a Big Mac. I really want a Big Mac. Man. That Ste- was, on a steam bun. That was such a good ad. I think there were a series of those too, maybe. Were they? Yeah, I remember. That yeah. was my introduction to Larry Bird. I didn't really know who he was. I only knew a little bit. Yeah, just from basketball cards and things. this white guy? Yeah. Because we were probably just a bit too young for the Larry Bird, Magic Johnson yeah. Yeah. time. Like it was, We were just there. I think I had cards. He was still playing, obviously. Yeah. But, mm. we, were, we were in the Jordan era. Maybe mm-hmm. parallel to this, 1991, Michael Jackson, jam. <laughs> so he's just everywhere. He's in songs. Mm. That, that was a weird one. Would you say he's just permeated? Yeah, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. Mm. Bigger than Jesus. Bigger than Jesus. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm stating the obvious when I say this because it's Michael fucking Jordan. But again, just casting your minds back to how at the time – this was all just, just such a fresh, new, exciting thing, taking the world by storm. Mm. And, you know, it's the 90s, there's no internet, there's no, you know, there's a, there's a finite amount of media out there and Jordan's share of voice of all that was just bigger than anything else. I don't think you could have a style like that these days. It's more fragmented now. He was just everyone's guy, which is kind of crazy. Mm. Um, but there's a reason I'm taking this path of commercials because it's very, it's on this path that this movie started to emerge as an idea. So in 1992 and 1993, there were two Nike ads with Jordan that featured Bugs Bunny. The first, Hair Jordan, and the second called Aerospace. I'll play them both because there's an interesting evolution in, in the subject matter of these ads, which provides a bit of a missing link to where the fuck did the idea for this movie come from. So this is Hair Jordan. <laughs> of course you know this means war. Jordan and Air Jordan. What'd you expect? Am I fun? Nice shot. Nice shot. This flaws them every time. <laughs> you so dumb, I love, I love the cross dressing bunny. Nice shots. This could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. That's all, folks. That's my line. So, you know, in that we see Bugs and Jordan teaming up for a game of basketball to, to beat some, oh, a couple of bullies, a group of bullies, you might say. And the next one, as alluded to by the name, uh, space gets added to the equation. Ooh. Across the universe, people are asking, what fiend would steal Air Jordans? Oh, goody, more Air Jordans for me. Ah, me too. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Mm. Beach. This is no way for a pamper superstar to travel. What the shoes? And they're all mine. Give me those Air Jordans. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, yes, no. Take these or else. That makes me angry. Discreetly. 
Is this the end of our heroes? Will they splatter on the court below? Uh-uh-uh, Mr. Network says no splattering. Densely packed. Yeah, <laughs> the, a lot going on in there. Yeah. Whew. That's a lot. Where do we go from there? To the movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was in space. It also makes me wonder, why didn't they just make Marvin the Martian the baddie in the movie? Good question. Yeah. Did they just want Danny DeVito involved? Because yeah, they could have. He could have been Wayne Knight. Yeah. Sorry, it Wayne. Be, yeah, sorry, Wayne. But yeah, what's the opposite of MVP? <laughs> uh, stinker. Yeah. You got the precasties on him. I do. There's a few. Before we get into that, uh-huh. um, the movie didn't quite happen right away. Yeah. I mean, interestingly, when when Nike was pitching these ads, Warner Brothers was hesitant to let them bring. Uh, bugs into the modern world, you know, playing basketball and all these types of things. It's not very Bugs Bunny, or is it? Turns out it was. People loved it and they're like, huh. Okay. I assume their eyes flipped around and turned into dollar signs or something. Yeah, and, and, the, um, and the tongue shot out like a cash register. Yeah. Similarly, I couldn't find the exact way this went down, but apparently some kind of conversation was had with Ivan Reitman. Ah, oh, the Big, great Ivan big friend of the show, Ivan Reitman, uh, on a flight. Can't get any detail on this, but in that conversation they greenlit the idea of Bugs and Jordan to do a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume the conversation was something about, you know, wanting to buy a new yacht or something or a new island, a new small island. Yeah, just yeah. off the coast of Epstein's. <laughs> Probably. Perhaps. Um, they've got Joe Pitka on to direct. He's the one that directed the commercials. Well, that makes sense because this is a giant commercial. <laughs> Basically. And he was, he's not a, he'd made one movie before, something I'd never heard of, but he's mostly a music video and commercial guy. Yeah. He did, uh, he did music videos for Michael Jackson. Oh! Dirty Diana. He didn't do Dirty Diana. Oh, he did Heal the World. Oh, yeah. And he did the Beatles one when they, you know, found the lost tapes and made Free as a Bird. He did that too. Oh. Maybe he can do a video for our lost tapes one day. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Spike Lee wanted to help write the thing. Warner Brothers said no. He, apparently there was some kind of tension with something he did with Malcolm X in terms of funding. I'm unclear what that means. Okay. It's a little mystery. Shrouded in mystery. If you know. Yeah. If you know, let us know. In terms of how they cracked the idea, I'm not totally sure, but it seems like suppose like some sort of evolution from what we saw in those ads. Um, yeah. So I don't have a lot of detail on like, oh, and then they cracked the idea. It was just more like. Reverse engineer a situation for it's, them to play basketball. I mean, together. it's back, probably yeah, back of an envelope sort yeah. of plot line here, isn't yeah, it? Really? Yeah, it really is. I was thinking that when watching it too. It's like, wow, they really had to <laughs> engineer a way to this all come together. Mm. It's pretty funny. Anyway, in casting, go on. As you alluded to, Gregory, it's quite tough. No real actors wanted to do it. <laughs> then what did Michael J. Fox or Chevy Chase? For the Stan role, which went to Wayne Knight. Um, Newman, of course. Hello, Wayne Knight. Michael J. Fox and Chevy Chase had done Doritos commercials with Joe Pitka, apparently. But this is where they drew the line. <laughs> I'll do chip ads, but not this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chevy Chase would have been, I think Michael J. Fox, he's too big for that. He couldn't oh. just be like the pandering to Jordan. It's fucking Michael J. Fox, man. Mm, Marty McFly. Yeah. And there was a plan to have a lot more celebrity cameo voices, but they only got DeVito in the end uh, as Mr. Swackhammer. Oh, swags <laughs> you. They wanted Jack Palance. I couldn't see him going for that. 
Well, yeah. you never know. You never Serious know. Slickers, in Hollywood. Batman. You never know. You never know, man. Dollar signs abound. Yeah. Well, maybe not enough in this case. The easiest to cast, on the other hand, were the basketball players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there was some controversy around the, the main voice cast, which I'd, I'd heard somewhere along the line and I'm going to explain it poorly because I don't totally understand the ins and outs of who originally did – well, I know who originally did the voices, but in this era who really owned the voices of Bugs and such. Yeah. But I'll attempt. I mean the OG was Mel Blanc. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's already dead at this point. Yeah. His son had taken on a few voices – Although looking at his Wikipedia page, he wasn't like one of the main guys. Okay. I think he was on Tiny Toons and stuff. Um, he we're tiny, we're toony, we're all a little loony. It's Tiny Toons, the princess come and join the fun. And now our song is done. There, that's it. Wow, I forgot that. Just unlocked a little chamber in my brain. Um, he couldn't come to an agreement to work on it. I don't know how seriously he was considered either. There was another guy, Joe Alasky, who was a bit of a successor to Mel Blanks. He did a lot of voices, Bugs, Daffy, basically all of them. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he had to audition. So Reitman apparently was very strict on everyone has to audition. We want the best possible voices. We're not just going to stick with who's already doing them. We want, we've got to make it a movie here. Oh. And I think this rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Because yeah, because if they're already doing them. Doing like, it. It's a well, bit of a slap in the face. It's like I am the best at it. That's why I'm yeah. the guy doing it. You know this has happened recently with uh, – you know how they did the Scooby-Doo movie? Uh-huh. And the guy from Scream who ended up playing Shaggy who was just like the best casting ever in any movie. Yeah. He went on to then do the voice of Shaggy yeah. in the cartoon. Yeah. Like they've made cartoons since and he does, he's the voice of Shaggy. Makes sense. They recently did a new animated Scooby movie. Oh, yeah. And he's not Shaggy. He didn't get the job. Oh, did he want too much? I don't know. He seems pretty sad about it. I was watching some random YouTube clip about it. That is some weird <laughs> random content. Isn't that weird? Um, similar case here, I suppose. So these guys are the voices. They had to audition. This process has gone on for months. And, yeah, Joe Alasky at a certain point is just like, you know what, forget it. So they end up with Billy West who hadn't at that point, I don't think, done any Looney Tunes type voices. But he is uh, the Ren and Stimpy guy, Doug. Remember the show Oh, Doug, Doug. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he was Ren and Stimpy and he was Doug of Doug fame. Yeah. <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> Philip J. Fry, Zoidberg and Sap Brannigan and a bunch of others in Futurama. He, he's fucking awesome. He took on the role of Bugs and Elmer Fudd in this. He didn't do all the voices, just those two. But that's kind of, I guess, the more controversial one because Bugs is the main character. Um, Lola Bunny was invented for the film. They were going to use a character they'd used before called Honey Bunny. Honey Bunny. But once they switched out her clothing for the basketball outfit, it kind of just looked like Bugs Bunny with a with a bow on her head. So, okay. So they created a new character. Um, they got Ed Jones in as animation supervisor. He'd worked on Who Framed Roger Rabbit, so they got the right guy. Um, but obviously the time had moved on and it was much easier to do this kind of shit now. So he was like, well, I want another run at this using technology. Mm, green screens and such. Yeah, so many green screens. Green screens, 19 Was there any months. non – I think there were so many green screens, they were just calling them screens. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the production took 19 months. Green screens abound. Wow. Newman was there. Bish, bash, bosh, she goes self a movie. <laughs> Rap party at the Viper Room. Yeah, rap party at MJ's Dome. Yeah, the Dome, we'll get into that. The Dome is fascinating. Uh, Let's play the trailer. Let's do it. When the world's greatest athlete, Michael Jordan, 
teams up with the world's best-loved cartoon character, Bugs Bunny, <laughs> you won't believe your eyes. Pardon me, Mr. Jordan. Can I have your auto... Uh, your John Hancock... What's going on here? We need your help! You heard of the Dream Team? Well, we're the Mean Team. Ready? Yeah! Done. Yeah. You kick it in here. You go to the hole and dominate. We own defense. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I don't play defense. Warner Brothers presents... Jordan. Bunny. Special delivery! Together, they just might save the world. Space Jam. You've never seen anything like it. Oh, what a what a trailer. You got Dunlap Fontaine's buttery notes. Um, In a land. <laughs> In a world. You know, he, he alludes to maybe the vague premise of it. Yes. But um, to help help friends of the show track with some of the shit we're going to be talking about, maybe you could break down the plot, Craig. Uh, yeah, of course. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> so this is obviously based on a true story. Yeah. Where Michael Jordan plays basketball for a living. He's a mm. professional basketball player in the National Basketball Association. Correct. But he retires to play baseball to honour his father who has uh, passed away. Mm. But he's not very good. Mm. Meanwhile, in deep outer space, um, at an amusement park called Moron Mountain, mm. sales are plummeting. Mr. Smackhammer will do anything to get his business back on track and ensure the um, ongoing contribution it plays in the economy in that area. Mm. Um, but also, you know, its role in employment. So he's like, what do we need? We need some of those Looney Tunes guys. So mm. he goes, reaches out to them. Then they say, we want to play some basketball, whether we're going to work with you. He's like, okay. Because they... He seem to be omitting the fact that he's, uh, he's not really giving them a choice. Well, look, I, you can read, I'm reading between the lines. <laughs> you think on the, in, the, in the true events, they've just added this for the movie. They've added this for a yeah, bit of... Yeah, yeah. yeah made, made smack hammer the enemy for yeah. a bit of conflict, you know? Right. I mean, history is written by the winners. That's very, it's a very good point yeah. and very apt here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very astute on your part. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so he sends these little creatures to get the guys. The Looney Tunes realise these guys are small. Let's hustle them. But that backfires when these guys grow mm. and borrow some basketball powers off Barkley and Bogues Bar- and... Sean Bradley. Sean Bradley? <laughs> Patrick, and Larry Johnson. Patrick Ewing. I forgot Larry Johnson existed. So then they... Kidnap Michael Jordan He's yeah. having an awkward game of golf with Larry Bird <laughs> and Bill Murray. And Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Was he playing golf too? He was there. He was there. Yeah. Managing stuff. Yeah. Then they have this big basketball game that's apparently for the universe. I missed why. Everyone, remind, everyone is reminded that MJ is returning to the NBA and how amazing he is. Love story between the audience and consumerism. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. I had forgotten how much it ties in with the real story. Yeah, I didn't know. And as I was watching it, I was like, wow, they're being pretty hard on him with the baseball stuff. 
and then it didn't really connect that. Oh wait, no, this was made when he was once he was already back. He was back, so he could laugh about it. And he needed a little. Give me a little. Get me back on track there. Yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting rewatch. Um, yeah, go on. I, I was entertained. Yeah, are I, you um, not entertained? <laughs> yeah, I was entertained. I think it's one of those ones like. Well, what did I say last week? T two with his made Madness movies. T two was Madness, Madness. was a was a lamb roast all, with all the trimmings. Mm. You know, it's a special meal, but it's also nutritionally sound. Batman was more of like a really good quality cheeseburger. You know, like mm. using the quality, you know, wagyu mm. mince and whatnot. Mm. Um, First Blood was more of a hearty stew. Mm. Back Some to basics, bread. yeah, yeah. Mortal Kombat was pizza with pineapple on it. Which yeah. is not for everyone, mm. but you know, I think it has a role. Mm. Um, this this movie is like McDonald's for all of the marketing reasons <laughs> we've said. L- a little nutritional value, but who doesn't like McDonald's? <laughs> it's no, it's no, no one's favorite is McDonald's, but every it's it's always a, not a bad idea. Yeah, once, sometimes you regret it. Yeah, <laughs> but you you get excited about yeah. it, kinda. Man, I'm probably getting Maccas on the way home after watching those ads. <laughs> From. Yeah, there's definitely some magic in in McDonald's. I think that a similar level here to use that food analogy relative to the other movies we've covered because I did find it fun. Is it a good movie? No. Like, is it <laughs> is a Big Mac a good quality burger? No, no. <laughs> is is like a it's like a bad pizza. It's still cheese and bread. And like, who doesn't like cheese and bread? So like, mm, this movie was. It's not a great movie. It's still Michael Jordan and Bugs Bunny doing stuff and Bill Murray's there. It's like um, I enjoy it. Mm. And it's a, it's this bizarre pop cultural artifact. Like it almost, it's almost like a piece of pop art happens mm. to take the form of a film that is just kind of its own weird thing that exists, which is mm. interesting In to time. think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like this brand on brand on brand on Marketing on marketing on marketing. It's like this. It's like I think Andy Warhol might have liked this movie because there's this weird, it's so consumer. It's just, yeah. wow, it's a lot. Yeah. And I always find that stuff fascinating. Me too. So Me I too. kind of enjoy it on that level that this, this happened and that it's happening again. Yeah, I know, right? It's so strange. It's. This is the kind of movie where you hear that they were going to, they almost did a movie like this. But then, you know, for all the right reasons, it probably never gets made. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, or 21 Jump Street and Men in Black crossovers might happen. It doesn't happen because that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> this one happened. It sure did. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, uh, it's, just, it's fascinating. I don't know. I know this film has a cult following these days. I don't know. People getting worked up over the new one coming out. Like, you don't mess with a classic, but this is not a classic in terms of it's a good movie. Is that is that part of the narrative? I think there's there a the bit of that. Yeah, but it's this is not that. This it's, is well, a I don't know if we need a new one. I'll probably watch it at some point, but this is totally fine to fuck with. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Greg? How was the rewatch for you? Uh, it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Like there was some good nostalgia, yeah. You know, just the 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 nineties vibe that was pumping through the veins of this thing, yeah. In the fashion, yeah. Jordan suits, man. I was reminded of that in the last dance doco. Mm. Some of his outfits were fire. Some of them were just absurd. Yeah. 
Yeah. I found it pretty boring as well, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I, th- I don't know if it was sometimes the, you know, the mood or the set or the week that you're having kind of can this is so impact true. your experience with the film, especially with us because we've got to pump these out. Yeah. And sometimes you're kind of squeezing them in where you can and you're not that psyched. Like it might be a Monday night and you're like, well, I have to watch it tonight. Yeah. But I'm not that psyched to watch it tonight. Big day at work and yeah. kids have been horrors or whatever it might be in your world. Yeah. So I don't know how – I didn't. I wanted to watch it again. I didn't have time. So yeah. I don't know how much of it is that. I The week I had as opposed to the actual Yeah, the film. context of my week is interesting on that note because I, I got a new game on the PlayStation. <laughs> Resident oh, Evil yeah, yeah. Village, uh-huh. which is fucking fucked, man. I was, I got real scared. I had some scary, scary nights this week. Like fucking scary, man. I'll show you some of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up. And so this was a real delight <laughs> to watch something yeah, that right. didn't make me pee my pants a little yeah. bit. Did you actually wear your pants? No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, I peed in the toilet. But you just made sure you went before you played. Yeah. yeah. It's a good idea. That's what we do with Bruce. Man, that's, that shit is scary. Is that the one you played on the demo? That was the demo of it, yeah. 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 It's fucked, man. There's a whole level with scary dolls. Oh, no thanks. Yeah. You don't, they don't even have weapons or anything at that point. It's just weird psychological shit. Uh, I'm not going <sighs> to. Yeah. Well, yeah. pass. Anyway, so I think it was, for me, it was a bit of a bright spark for the week. Okay. Yeah. In, in every sense. Uh, so it was. A yin to an otherwise dark yang. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. That's uh, a different angle on the same principle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the other side of the coin. Mm. Um, it did have – I feel like it was uh, – it had – it was self-aware. Yeah, I think so. You know, like the Wayne Knight talk, you know, running through the sponsors at one point. Yeah. Don't forget to eat your Wheaties before you put on your hands to... Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, well, whatever, whatever he did. And all the baseball stuff was pretty funny. That was good. That was good. Just kind of like WTF there, champ. The short stuff. Yeah. Like Giving trying to help actual, him. Yeah. <laughs> Getting his autograph. It's <laughs> so funny. But you look good out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me, when I strike out, I don't look so good. <laughs> <laughs> the storyline, though... It's so – it feels like they – that second ad was almost – they crammed so much in there that probably could have been a movie with Marvin the Martian and shit. But this mm. – it reminded me of the kind of storyline they have in theme park rides. You know, oh. those, you know those theme park rides where it's like it might be a Batman the ride or yeah. whatever and it's just mainly a screen. Yeah. And it's just a shittier story than what you have in the movies. Mm. But it's like, oh, no. And then you see – The Riddler's gone over here. We need to go catch him now. Oh, mm. no, the aliens. You know, it's just it's one of those weird – They've ri- written them on the spot. <laughs> yeah. It's mm. like, well, what's what, what's going to work for the ride? Okay, well, I guess we've got this elevator machine. Let's set it in an elevator for some reason. You know, just random shit like that. <laughs> we've got this elevator machine. <laughs> <laughs> There's an elevator ride I'm forgetting that they they did that. It used to be another ride where the elevator was relevant and they repurposed it into, I don't know, Constraint. Yeah. Constraint. Where Can't waste a spare elevator. Right. right? If you've got one. It's so many levels. <laughs> yeah. Touche. But yeah, it reminded me of that. Oh, the Gremlins ride, you know, where it's Beetlejuice is there for yeah. some reason. There's that kind of thing where there's just, there's no rules anymore. Mm-hmm. There's just weird things happening. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks good. It yeah. looks good. I think it looks better than I was expecting. Yeah, that's true. Ara commented... On a couple of things on the aesthetics. A, 
that it looks like not that old. Is she was asking if it was some remaster or something? I'm not sure. It's just on Netflix. Good but question. It was, it was quality, and she also commented as she did um, during watching the last dance too, just what a babe Michael Jordan was. Yeah, which I hadn't considered when I was younger, but he is he is a he's a babe. Yeah, he's a real babe. Carol also made that observation. Yeah. many times through yeah. uh, both this film <laughs> and the last dance. Yeah, but you know, warranted. He's a very good looking man. Yeah, he is. But there was something in this aesthetically, I don't know if it was because of the technology that they used or whatever, the colour seemed a bit washed out sometimes, like he looked a bit, I don't know, something weird going on there. But otherwise I thought it looked it looked really good. And that opening, it opens with a press conference mm-hmm. and then it just zooms out into space. Like mm-hmm. most of that was pretty good. Yeah. There were a couple of random CGI, random shape things, but otherwise. Well, you need a CGI random shape. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> you know, there's ones where it's, uh, it kind of looks like a screensaver. But then you get to the Moron Mountain and it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then same goes when they go down the hole and all that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Apparently Looney Tunes live down there. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I mean, I guess rabbits make sense. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. Is that why? I guess so. Maybe. I'd never thought about that before. It's the whole universe below us right now. It's kind of profound. It's deep when you think about it. When you really think about mm. it. Maybe that's what James Cameron's been looking for down there. I can only assume so. <laughs> I forgot how many basketball players are in this too. And they're all pretty delightful. They're all great actors. <laughs> there must just be a real natural synergy between acting and basketball. Larry Bird, can we just touch on his performance for a moment? <laughs> I'm just surprised this was all we've seen of him. <laughs> he's obviously pissed off some people in Hollywood for some reason. Oh, he's a controversial figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really, really polarizing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you know, he's just his timing, his and it just his engaged like ah, oh, yeah, pulls you in. <laughs> Am I right? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. 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 Well, there is because there's Shaq as well. He's had an interesting film career. Mm, Kareem Sh- Abdul-Jabbar. Anyone? Yeah, Shazam. We need to do some of those movies, man. We do. Oh uh, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in Airplane. He was also in Game of Death. That was him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kicks Bruce in his uh, yellow onesie and leaves a big footprint the size of his torso. Yeah, right. I thought there was something in the Bruce Lee world and I'm like, am I making that up? Nah, yeah, I think they were right. friends. They, I think he, he, Bruce he trained, trained him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, LeBron in Trainwreck and, and now in the new. Is that yeah. that movie with that? Schumer. Yeah. Yeah. He's good in that. Yeah, he's fine. He's good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got a – he's. Yeah, well, he's obviously a charismatic man. Ray Allen in He Got Game. Oh, yeah? So Ray Allen was only two years into his NBA career at that point and he's in the lead in a Spike Lee movie mm. and then went on to become one of the greatest shooters of all time apparently. Mm. I don't know much about Ray Allen. Mm. But, yeah, that's a pretty good one. He was very critically acclaimed in that, I there believe. There you go, Ray. Yeah. So there's a few. There's a few. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, obviously Larry Bird and his... Body of work. Um, <laughs> Patrick Ewing, you know, he was there. He was there. Charles Barkley. Yeah. Have you seen him lately? <laughs> He's great. Do you ever watch the back and forth yeah, between yeah. him and Shaq? It's pretty delightful. Yeah. They're, they're, so, they're so great. Big units, man. They're, man, and I love, especially Barkley, it's like as soon as they stop being athletes, they just blow out. <laughs> Sneakers and suits. 
They're like, I'm so big, I'm just wearing sneakers. I'll put a suit on for you, but I've got sneakers on. Yeah, man. That's a lot of load to carry too. Yeah, imagine those poor knees. Yeah. I mean, is that why Seinfeld does it? I assume so. (laughs) (laughs) 30 waist. (laughs) Or is your 32 and then sews on a 30? Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Something like that. (laughs) I think Bill Murray does okay in this, especially compared to Wayne Knight. Um, Like He's a bit of fun. Mm. He's just there. He doesn't really need to be there that much. But what I didn't realise was this thing, not so much the what's he playing himself, so I guess the character, but this thing of him wanting to be a basketball player, I didn't realise was a thing at the time, these NBA commercials he was doing. We probably didn't get him here. Right. So there's a bunch. There's this one. I believe this is around the time of the Michael Jordan press conference announcing his retirement. We are moments away from the much-anticipated press conference. It's about to begin. Let's listen in. Thank you for coming out. (laughs) I have an announcement to make that will come as a shock and surprise to some of you. I have decided to retire from the field of entertainment so that I may pursue a dream. I want to play in the NBA. I know that some of you will have questions. Why are you doing this? I have achieved everything possible in my own field. I am at the pinnacle of my industry and I have nothing else to prove. Did you ever win an Oscar? <laughs> no, not an Oscar. Were you nominated? No, I, was, nominated? I, didn't win, I wasn't nominated either, no. But I have a, an Emmy for writing. That's good, right? Uh, Should we watch one more? That's pretty funny. (laughs) That's a burn. What I got to worry about is the road, man. Hotel rooms, you know. Room service food. I'm going to bring a vegetable juicer with me. (laughs) You know, just travel with it. When I get to a town, I'm just going to find a farmer's market, go get fresh vegetables and juice. I got a really powerful will, but I, I just don't know where to direct it sometimes, you know. Like, I knew I was hungry, and I knew I had to get food, and I did, you know. That's an example of my willpower. <laughs> you know, it's just that, I, you know, I didn't have time to go get uh, the vegetables this morning. That's beautiful. <laughs> How's it layer there? I didn't know it was there. That's good. Yeah. So that, thank you <laughs> for embiggening my understanding. I'm here to embig. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know what I noticed? Speedy Gonzalez is not in this. And I was wondering... Is it because is he like a character that's considered racist now, or was it that he would just his athletic prowess is quite fast? It wouldn't have, you know, had enough tension in the team. And I looked into it, and that's there's there's no word of it. And then I looked into Did him as a the- character in terms of you know, is he considered a problematic character these days and that kind of thing? Because my gut would say probably, probably. Or at least his cousin, his sleepy cousin. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. But get this, I looked into it and apparently in the early 2000s, Cartoon Network pulled all the Speedy Gonzalez content from, they were were airing them all and they they cut those, kept the rest of Looney Tunes. And there was backlash from the Latin American community. Mm, Interesting. Um, The League of United Latin American Citizens called Speedy a cultural icon and thousands registered support for the character and got it back on the air. So there you go. This is why we as white people shouldn't make the calls on what... On what is offending yeah. others. Because, uh, yeah, 
I don't know. And if you're white and Stevie, Stevie, Speedy Gonzalez offends you, then too bad now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's such an interesting thing. I wonder thing. if they'll cancel Marvin because of his portrayal of Martians. Once, once the Martians, I want to hear what they have to say about it. Mm. That's the lesson there. Ask Elon Musk. Um, yeah, <laughs> once he gets there. What are your thoughts on Marvin? It's interesting with the um, because you know the I mentioned the Lola bunny changes being uh controversial, mm-hmm. but also Pepe Le Pew is not in the new one. Yeah, he's too too uh, touchy, touchy. <laughs> too rapey. Let's be honest. Yeah. And again, there's all this controversy, but I don't get like there's people being all like, oh, cancel culture that's gone too far. But who like is anyone a Pepe Le Pew? Like, do you really care? Pepe Le Pew is no one's favorite character, surely. I didn't mind Pepe. Porky Pig was pretty boring. I think the actual episodes of Pepe Le Pew were pretty boring. Yeah. Because it was always the same thing. It was like, oh, here we go. And as a child, I didn't really get, why does he want to kiss her? It's she gross. was pretty cute though. <laughs> well, she was a cat. I'll, yeah. <laughs> Just sort of reflecting on my sexual awakening of a young age and the uh, role of uni, Looney Tunes played in that. Yeah. Like female Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Have you seen the trailer for the new? I watched it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's like Don Cheadle, also. Yeah, and it's opening. It's interesting that they're opening it up beyond Warner Brothers cartoons and beyond Warner Brothers properties. It seems. It seemed a bit of a Ready Player One type. Yeah. Open universe. I was very interested to see what role Looney Tunes was going to play in it because because once you have got the Iron Giant, why why do you need bugs? Well, what's I, I was more coming at it from a. Why, like, what's Looney Tunes' role? Like, in culture? Yeah. Yeah. Now. I was going to ask you the same thing because does Bruce have any interest in Looney Tunes? Well, no, he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah. I've tried and to put who it would? on at some point. Uh, well, so actually, I'm, did I? Put, I don't know. I'm trying a few of the old stuff on him. I, I'm the same. I don't really understand. I, well, A, I think they're making some smart choices with this movie because for that reason, I don't know how culturally relevant Looney Tunes are at this point. But even just in terms of making it more of an actual movie, <laughs> mm. it seems like they're making some good calls there. Mm. I'm sure it's not going to be a great movie, but it'll be fine. But the thing with um, the Looney Tunes. Mm. So I was looking into it because I was trying to understand, you know, I don't watch it, but maybe they've been quietly winning without me noticing. Yeah. So they did Looney Tunes back in action in 2003. Yeah. It flopped. $80 million budget. $68.5 million return. It's a loss. That's a loss. <laughs> With the delightful Brendan Fraser in there too. Um, they did a new Looney Tunes show in 2011 on Cartoon Network. Uh, seems like it was a narrative-driven thing, so not just random skit, you know, random vignettes, but like... Story. Story, Bugs and Daffy moved to the burbs or something. Cancelled after the second season. In 2012, there was talk of some film called Acme, which was on and off for ages. Steve Carell was attached at some point. Still hasn't happened. In 2020, a new Looney Tunes cartoons series started on HBO Max, so I think that's still going. And it seems to be old school, so there's 1,000 minutes of one to six-minute cartoons of just stuff. Yep. To me, they kind of, if they played their cards right, I feel like they could be, it could just be the, the classic something. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't well, know if How a kid appealing would, is that to yeah, I don't know. the audience for this film? And who is the audience for this film? Yeah. I, mean, I imagine they're trying to tap into nostalgia, obviously. But I mean, they couldn't do it in 2003 with Brendan Fraser, of all people. Yeah. He was in The Mummy. Yeah. 
how is that? You know what I'm referring to? No. There's some. I don't know. I'm, oh, I'm hoping it's real. It's, a meme it's like or something. Yeah. yeah, it's a meme where he's. Oh, a photo. He signed a photo headshot at one of those restaurants that yeah. gets the famous people to put up their picture and it says, "With with love, Brendan Fraser. I was in the Mummy." <laughs> I did write it first person. Yeah. So that's good if it's. Yeah, yeah, he wrote it. Uh, apparently. Nah, which makes good. it. We yeah. love him. We do. We, we love him. We need more fans. of him. Bring him back. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I guess, I mean, LeBron is huge. He's, yeah, he's like 6'9. They're smart wedging in those other. <laughs> Fuck, that's huge, man. Yeah. How tall is Jordan? 6'5 six, 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 or something? I think. Yeah. Fuck, that's still huge. Yeah. They're so huge. Yeah. America's full of huge people. Man, I told you, we played, we had a work team. You play against other teams. And you're like the shortest. Well, I was the tallest on our team. And so I would have to mark the tallest on the other team. But there was always one like ex-college player that was basically one of the aliens in this. Yeah. (laughs) And I would always have to mark them and humiliate myself. The tip-off was just the worst way to start a game ego-wise. Yeah. And then you're on the back foot the whole game. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> and I've gotten so much shit at basketball. We've got basketball courts across the street and I'm, I've take, never gotten around to you take him old smoothie over there? Yeah, take old smoothie. <laughs> might crack the cement. It's, a, it's an artifact now. It's not a ball anymore. It is an artifact now. Oh, we need to talk about the Jordan Dome. Oh, yeah. You, you mentioned it before. I was going to squeeze it into origin story, but it, this deserves its own little moment here. So the Jordan Dome. Well, so the other thing I didn't get with the timeline of this movie was – I just assumed this was made in the baseball era mm. and, you know, it makes sense. This was made at the time when he wasn't playing basketball. But it was the season after – it was one season back. He was already played a whole season back and they were shit. Mm. This was like they had their three championships, then he then he quit, then he came back and they were all shit. And it was like, oh, he's past it. Yeah. He's yeah. past his prime. He's a gambling man now. There was – Bit of a negative swirl. Yeah, he, he uh, and he was playing number forty-five. And yeah, that's right. Orlando Magic knocked him out of the Eastern Conference playoffs, and it was like, oh, it's over. Mm. He's just a human after all. Mm. And so this was actually the worst possible time to make this movie because now it's the off season and he needs to fucking train. But mm. every day he's making this fucking movie, mm. and uh, so he says to Warner Brothers, he says, "I'm gonna need a basketball court." Mm. Boy, do they build one. It was yeah. like this, a prop, they built it in the car park, but they made it indoors, like a big tent thing with proper indoor setup, gym, like probably a Gatorade, blackjack table a Gatorade machine. <laughs> Gatorade oh, machines. Blackjack table. Yeah, and mm. like everything you could possibly want. It cost $10,000 per week just to air condition the place. What? Yeah. $10,000 a week. I had no idea air con was so expensive. <laughs> It's a big place. What temperature did Mike like? <laughs> I don't know. He liked to just change it all the time maybe. Did he? Yeah. Like maybe he, he left the windows open too. May, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he left them on at night. He was meant to turn it off. Well, man, there would have been a lot of heat generated in there. Bikram basketball perhaps. I got a clip from uh, a small documentary called The Last Dance. Mm. So I remember they talked about this. In, they did, yeah. And it's, it's fucking cool stuff. I said, look, I need to practice. I need, I need the facility where I can work out. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll we, we build you that. Sure enough, you know, when we came out there to do the film, it was all set up. We had the Jordan Dome. It was like a professional facility, fabulous. Beautiful floor, big dome, weights. Grover was there, his workout guy. The days would be Monday through Saturday, 
start off at 7. And I would get a two-hour break, and I would go work out with Tim. I had the whole program designed up, working all the muscles for going back to basketball. I spent 15 months turning my body into a baseball body. Basketball is a little bit more on shoulders, chest. So I had to reconstruct my whole body, which was hard. And then after we finish, which is usually around seven, we would invite people when we play pickup games. We had the idea if we invited the best players in the league out here, he would get a chance to see everybody before the season started. So fucking cool, right? Cheeky. So cool. And it was, yeah, smart because it wasn't just Bulls players or people in the movie. It was everyone. It was anyone who's anyone. And he's like slowly reading. Oh, yeah, yeah that's where you do a little thing there where you do the, When you look left and dart your eyes right and count to thrice. Yeah. And so somehow what could have been a big hurdle in Jordan's comeback may have been the key ingredient in Jordan's comeback because this whole separate setup thing, this is also, I think I could be wrong in my Michael Jordan history, but there was a point where he put on a stack of muscle. I think it may have been here. Mm. They say later in the docker he put on like six or seven kilos of muscle after this. Yeah, right. But I'm not sure if that was getting back to what he was or if this was the point when he put on that muscle. But this is like a transformative moment. This is like the, A, he's working 12 hours a day on Space Jam, then playing basketball for three hours a night and and then other training on top of that, like weights and whatnot. Yeah. This is like this weird little bubble he lived in for a summer yeah. and came back out a champ. So it like it somehow ended up helping. It's yeah, crazy. pumped him back up. Yeah, yeah. Because he saved the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And through cartoons. Yeah. Fuck, that's the other thing too, that you, especially as a kid, but even as an adult, you've got to respect that he, this guy's acting alone pretty much. This guy's in mm. green suits. Sometimes Bill Murray's there or Wayne Knight's there. He's not an actor. You've got to talk to Tweety Bird like this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning my head. He's uh, he doesn't do a bad job. I no, guess. he's good. Yeah, he's good enough. It's fucking hard, man. He's a after acting, he's of all trades. reacting. Mm. He ain't got nothing to react to mm. except green. You've got to dig deep. Got to dig real deep. Good on him. Respect. Mm. Respect. Just on that, mm. this is not the first film that's uh, merged, Ooh. merged <laughs> the worlds of live action and cartoon. Oh yeah. Uh, what else have we got in that space? We got, uh, what's his name? Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Yeah. You know, there's a few back in the day even. Oh, like old timey things. A bit more old timey. It's a bit more common back then. But oh. some of the sort of major ones, Mary Poppins. Oh, of course. Has, it's not the whole movie, but there's significant Sequence. sequences dancing through there. Dancing Penguins or something. There's some Dancing Penguins. That's yeah. right. Uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Never which saw I that. don't think you saw, but that was a big one for me. Yeah. Similar. Moments of is that a part of the Poppins universe? Unrelated. Uh, it's the bug's life to its ants. Maybe the ants pants thing. Yeah. <laughs> volcano thing. Yeah, to its twister. It's it's volcano to Armageddon, yeah. I believe. Armageddon to <laughs> Apollo 11 to Apollo 12. <laughs> the mask does it a bit. That's probably later than this though, isn't it? Or no, it'll be around the same time. Oh, uh, yeah. Because his eyes can... Yeah, yeah. I really want to do the mask. That's always on my shortlist and never makes it into let's do it now. Mm. Never never so quite we'll makes get it. To it. Space Jam was similar actually. Mm. 
But yeah, so what are, are there other ones? Well, there's pop. There's more. There were the big ones for me. There's been more since. I guess we're not as wowed by it anymore. Yeah, there's more CGI now. Yeah. so yeah. everything just looks real. Yeah, it's interesting in the new one. It looks like when LeBron goes to Toon Land, he turns into a cartoon, mm. and when everyone comes out, like Bugs has fur and shit. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Should we get into the verdict? Yeah. Oh, one more thing before verdict, actually. The soundtrack, that, now there's, A, there's a lot more songs in here than I realised. Yeah. None of them are on Apple, by the way. There's like three of them. Oh, really? Well, there's one on YouTube which I want to play because I loved it. Okay. <laughs> I don't, it didn't seem right for the scene, but I loved it. It's a song called Basketball Jones. Basketball Jones. Who's this by? Barry White and Chris Rock. I got a basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Ooh, baby. Turns out that song was originally by Cheech and Chong oh. from a movie they did in 1973. Which one? album they did? I don't know. It's weird because I was just looking. I, I liked that song and I was looking up the album soundtrack on Wikipedia and it was credited to Thomas Chong and Richard Marin. I was like, Cheech and Chong. Interesting. What? It's wild. Good song though. Really? <laughs> Let's get into the verdict. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like you to answer the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. I reckon on this one, I would call it a rewatch. I uh, just don't really watch it as a movie. Just uh, to use the pizza analogy, just this is just bread with cheese. Mm. It's delicious. <laughs> but just maybe don't think of it as pizza. It's still Jordan. It's still Looney Tunes. It's Bill Murray. It's it's these converging pop cultural Avengers. These mm. these titans of brands and marketing. Yeah. <laughs> that is just a fascinating uh, fascinating creature to see. Come to life on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. But as a real movie, I'd probably have to just give it two stars maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? We we live in a world of collabs yeah. and universes. Yeah. Yeah. And this was kind of pretty early in sticking two cultural icons together to create a I, super brand of that's a good point. shit to sell. That's a good point. Why don't they... News, new uh, Space Jam aside, it would be interesting to see one of these other franchises cross with another franchise. Mm. And I was just making fun of the 21 Jump Street, many black thing before. But, well, I don't know if it would be good, but just uh, it would be interesting to see. It would make some see. money probably. It would make some money. 
cross cross universe stuff. You know they've got all these self contained universes. It'd be interesting just to see. I don't know. What if what if Yeah, well I mean, what's that um Wreck It Ralph kind of uh, yeah. does that within the Nintendo Yeah realm? video game world. Yeah. Or or a bit broader. Yeah. I don't know. But would you would you call it a rewatch or I'd call it a reobserve. Yeah. You probably didn't have to pay a bunch of attention. Yeah. You just kind of put it on and go, oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah. It's interesting. And it looks pretty. Like it's it's well executed in terms of visually. Mm. But it, it, there wasn't more to it than I realised. It yeah. was interesting having watched it uh, post The Last Dance and just understanding the yeah. Michael Jordan story better and I thought they did a nice job of kind of tying yeah, his I life into the plot line. That was quite cool. Yeah. That was like if he hadn't retired – might have been a more boring. It actually helped the story yeah. for sure. And the context of his dad in that opening scene yeah. that was that was quite nice. He even addressed it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, I like the idea of my dad seeing my last game. It's nice. So that was cool. That was cool. <sighs> Makes me sad, Greg. This is the end of May Madness. Madness, madness, madness. What would, what would June bring? June sadness. Well, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> no, June. Oh, it can't be because you know what we're Radness. Picking. Yeah, it is radness because it's JCVD week next week. I've just realised this button is back on there, so I'm just <laughs> sorry for the back. And it's the quest. It's the quest. Another loosely tied to the legacy of uh, Mr. Frank Dukes. Frank Dukes. Friend of the show. Mm, I'm really looking forward to watching this one. I haven't seen the whole thing properly, I don't think. Have we got any Frank Duke content on the quest from our interview with him? Uh, and he mentions it in listing things. I wanted to get it and he kind yeah. of glossed over it. Yeah, that's yeah. – We had this issue with Frank Dukes where we would ask a question but sometimes, you know, you want to give context to the question before you – but he would jump in before you've actually asked the question. Yeah, he like, he was a, he's, he's not, short of, not short of words. Yeah, he's certainly not. Yeah, mm. so we didn't necessarily get all our questions answered. no. Or asked. <laughs> or asked. <laughs> it's very astute on your part. It is very astute on your part. So uh, that's next week, the that's quest. next week. Um, I've got a short list, I think. I think I've been updating my short list a little better than normally because normally I put something on there and forget about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been updating mine too. Some real fun stuff. Obviously we've got our promo. Oh, yeah. Don't thank forget you, to enter. Thank you for keeping those entries coming through. We Your chance will, to win merch. Yeah, and pick a show for us. Pick a movie. It's going to be very – It's uh, a lot of responsibility comes with mm. that power. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, so hard. It's it's similar to you're, you're with new workmates at karaoke. You've got to choose a song. You mm. want to do something that you want to do, but also you want to do something that pleases the crowd. Mm. It's a lot of pressure. I feel sorry for whoever's going to win this pro, uh, promotion. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and – you know, if it's hard, maybe start with your year of birth. That's not bad. What was there then? Yeah, of course, only condition is it has to be something we haven't covered before. Wouldn't that be funny? Mm. Well, Seymour's done something. Yeah, if on you that can note, jump through the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, see you next week. Yeah, I'm going to get a Big Mac. Ooh, maybe. Probably shouldn't. <laughs>
Michael, look, uh, since nobody's watching, why don't you show me how to dance? Okay, what you do is dance. Boom. Uh, okay, do yeah, One, two, three, dance. Okay. Then toes in, then out. I'm okay. full of muscle here. <laughs> okay, let me see. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's better. But we, that's dangerous, man. Now play this, let me see. Pow, 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 pow. All your energy into your finger. Like, boom! Just throw it out like okay. fire. Yeah. Pow! Like, like, no, lift this up. Like that? Yeah. Throw this finger here. Oh, just the one? Okay. Yeah, but make, feel all the energy coming through your hand like, pow, like a rocket yeah. coming out of your finger. Pow! Right. Feel it. Grab it. Hold it. Wham! Right. Just throw it out. It's almost like walking. Except same system, but you're going back. Okay, go back. back. But at the same time, okay. Yeah, because okay. you're taking your weight and you're pushing it back. That's what creates the illusion. It's the weight shifting. Now, as this foot comes back, uh-huh. this the other one goes up and. Pushes. I think I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. Yeah, all right, all right. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to help me to. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Right yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Ain't too hard for me to jam. It ain't too hard for me to jam. Do this one. Yeah, yeah. It ain't too hard for me to jam. It ain't too hard for me to jam. You got it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. It ain't too hard for me to jam. Yeah. It ain't too hard for me to jam. You got it. Wait, 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 what's so funny? <laughs> We're going to play some basketball. <laughs>